Accidental racist. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Daily Grindhouse presents No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bath film hating while I skating all the while masturbating. That's, that's Mo Pawn. Yeah. yeah. And with the, and with me as always, I can't get anything right today. <laughs> and with me as always is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly, bow, 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 number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, bow. Mo. Hey, Doug, can I start this episode just by saying, fuck you? Fuck me. <laughs> no, fuck me. Actually, I deserve a few fucks this you, week. For this one, you do. Uh, because this is entirely my fault. Uh, let, 100%. Let me explain. Uh, on a previous episode of No Budget Nightmares, which at this point was quite a while ago, uh, we explained at the end of the show, uh, in our usual uh, disarray, that the next film that we were going to cover was going to be Fabian Rush's... Uh, Pantheon Black. Pantheon Black. That's right. Uh, And uh, for the life of me, I searched high and low for my copy of Pantheon Black before realizing that maybe I didn't actually own a copy of it in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was actually perfectly willing to to pay for it, uh, but uh, the only version I could get would have been off of Amazon.com, and uh, I mean like a streaming version that we'd be able to, to watch in time, but that version isn't available to Canadians, which left me... Uh, in in a bit of a, a pickle, uh, so a dilly of a pickle. I turned that pickle into relish, and decided wow. that I would call an audible. Uh, some of you might have seen me call that over on the No Budget Nightmares Facebook group, uh, and instead we decided that we would watch another film by a fan favorite director on No Budget Nightmares, and that film is 2010's Malevolent Suburban Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see why you might make, make that mistake. But no, it wasn't Superman Sasquatch, which we have already covered, as you might oh, yeah, recall, right. actually. Um, but it, it, it's interesting that you do bring that, bring that up, because it's from the same director as Suburban Sasquatch. Dave, and what's that director's name? Dave Waskovich. I think that's how you pronounce it. We had David Sitban on the show, and he pronounced it in a way that was so different than the way we had pronounced his name previously uh, that I felt really bad about it. But I think it's Waskovich. Uh, and I, and we, I fuck- yeah, we couldn't get in touch with uh, with David Sitban before we started recording to, to clarify. So we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna pronounce it any old way. <laughs> but before you interrupted me announcing the title. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the episode the name of the episode fuck the name of the <clears> film <throat> we're covering this week is 2010's Malevolent Ascent it's actually a much more recent film from Dave Warnovich uh, <laughs> from and- Dave <laughs> and I think there I said your words and and with the realization that despite the fact that uh, that Suburban Sasquatch has a lot of flaws. We had a really good time with it, uh, and the, this is uh, you know many years down the line, and we we got to see um, some of the the sort of progression of skill of Dave and and the sort of films that he'd been making since then. I thought this was going to be a very unique opportunity, mm. and it was. Don't you agree? Well, unique is definitely the word I would use. Unique New York. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Human Torch was denied a bankload. So, if you're wondering why Mo uh, said "fuck you" to me, uh, oh yeah, it, it, uh, you might be curious. There's Anybody a- who's been following Twitter, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, following our Facebook page for the last uh, couple of hours would, uh, uh, well, 
as of recording, would certainly know. Why is Mo so angry at me? Well, the reason Mo is so angry is that I made him watch 2010's Malevolent (laughs) Ascent, uh, which I should also mention has a particularly terrible title for a movie. Really just awful. Awful. And and I I went into it without knowing the plot at all. Like, I didn't even read, like, a a quick summary. Uh, And it's about people on an elevator, which is why... uh, Well, and also people trying to escape from uh, entrapment. uh, A literal one, not a figurative one. uh, And they're they're kind of climbing upwards. So that is the malevolent ascent of the title. But... I was was very concerned um, with, you know, at at about the half hour mark... When when I realized that nobody had left to the elevator yet, <laughs> and I was and I and I had posted on my Facebook page, I said, "Doug, does this entire movie take place in this fucking elevator?" And thankfully, you assured me that it didn't. I kind of wish kinda, that it did, and I kind of wish it did <laughs> because where it goes sucks. <laughs> it doesn't go far. Uh, <laughs> The plot, if I could say, before we actually jump into it, uh, according to Mm -hmm. the tagline on the IMDb, it says, Strangers in an elevator, a patient in a straitjacket, an an incident that will change their lives forever. Sure. Mm. You might also notice, by the way, listeners, that I have a bit of a cold today, so uh, you'll excuse me if I have uh, coughing fits that Mo decides to leave in the episode. (laughs) I, well, look, I'm not gonna cu- I'm not gonna cut my coughing fits out and then leave yours in. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, I might. <laughs> <laughs> Malevolent Descent from 2010. Yes, this week on No Budget Nightmares. It's uh, I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested in hearing some of your specific thoughts on this, Mo, because um, this is a very unique low budget film. Uh, it has a lot of computer animation in it. Uh, it, Too much. It, it has a cast. I mean, it's it's a horror film, but it's 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 not one that uh, it, it, there isn't other ones that we've really seen that are like it. Uh, but th- that isn't necessarily although, a good. Thing. Although it's kind of funny you should mention that because oddly enough, based on what I saw from the uh, from the trailer that we right. watched, it seemed that Pantheon Black would have been fairly similar to this in that it has a majority CGI absolutely set. Absolutely. Maybe one day we'll be able to confirm. I, I, I really hope so, because I, I like, I mean, I mean, I was definitely interested in seeing where uh, Dave, his uh, career had gone, but, uh, you know, where his talents had gone. But I was really interested, especially since I didn't like the other film that we watched. We didn't like, I didn't like So More to Be So Much, that I really wanted to see where Fabian Rush's uh talents had gone, you know, like how progressed I should say. But we're not talking about Fabian Rush. We're talking about <laughs> Dave. <laughs> and <laughs> well, I feel f- I'm fully confident that we will uh, tackle Pantheon Black in. the Yeah, future. at some point. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Actually, if I I mean, I have interviewed Fabian before. I could just ask him. I'm sure he'd be able to get us a copy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think I think today we should shut up about Pantheon Black and yeah. we should talk about I know you just want to avoid it. I really do. You're going to have fun. <laughs> You're going to have fun. Maybe. Listeners, Mo's going to have fun. You're going to have fun. This is just going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to bring a lot of energy, kind of <laughs> ragged not energy. enough alcohol in the world. <laughs> and I'm going to propel this episode into, uh, into being listenable. <laughs> into the stratosphere. Um, Malevolent Ascent. Let's jump into it. All right. Here's the thing about Malevolent Ascent. <laughs> As you mentioned, Mo. 
a lot of the beginning portion takes place in an elevator. And I made three separate people watch the first five minutes of this movie because after watching it, I couldn't stop laughing. That's true. I There were two things that I got out of the first five minutes of this film. I got that it was going to be a comedy mm-hmm. and that it was going to take place in a, in, in a ridiculous elevator and there was going to be ridiculous CG. One of those things happened. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I really wish that the other two had happened. To be honest with you, this movie could have been a lot of fun if they had stuck the whole stupid thing in an elevator, you know, and just had it been like a ridiculous comedy about being stuck in an elevator. You know, of course, then the whole Malolivan, oh, I can't pronounce that word. Uh, (laughs) You know, the the title wouldn't have, have, uh, wouldn't have worked, you know, but. (laughs) That would probably be a good thing, too. Maybe you'd have to change that title around. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, you know what? Jovial Ascent. The basic concept of a psycho killer in an elevator, uh, and an elevator that is trapped due to some sort of, in this case, you know, people suspect that it was a terrorist attack, wouldn't have to be that, but just people trapped in an elevator in a in a, um, a mental asylum with a killer on the loose in there, and no one really knows who it is. That sounds interesting, right? It's sort of like that movie Devil that came out a couple of years ago. Hey, 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 Doug, did you say psycho killer? Yes. Kesse. Uh, Fa, 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 fa. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to not continue with that. No, um, what I'm trying to say is that there is uh, an inkling of a good idea here. But... No, it's more than an inkling. It's actually a really good idea. Like, I think I think this could have been a very good movie. It could have been a million times better than what it was. I think if they if he had if he had ditched the CGI. You know, which I understand the CGI makes the movie that much cheaper to produce. Of course. But if you had just found, like, an old, like, hollowed out, you know, hospital or something that you could have shot in. I'm not saying this is this is easy. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying One of those hospitals just, that are always just hanging yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but there are, I mean, there are, like, abandoned hospitals. There sure. are... Uh, you know, I mean, not abandoned hospitals. It doesn't have to be a hospital. Used. It just needs to be a hallway that looks yeah, hospital-like. Exactly. And it did. I mean, they, and they didn't have to be crawling the entire movie. You know. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Anyway, let's let's stick with what we have so far, which is a number of people who are not introduced at all getting into an elevator. Yeah. This elevator has some pretty interesting things about it. <laughs> It's car- well, the fact that the fact that it's not an elevator. It's not an elevator because it has carpet uh, in a way that looks like the carpeting of a room, as opposed to, yeah. uh, and it's way too big to be an elevator, even in. Well, I mean, I mean, there are large elevators. I understand. yeah, I was gonna say we could say it's a freight elevator, or okay. it's like one of those hospital elevators that has, that you know that that fits patients or whatever, whatever. Let's give it the benefit of the doubt, but it is not an elevator. It, it's not an elevator, <laughs> and I'm also gonna give uh, Dave Waskovich uh, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to a lot of the CG elements that are just entirely CG, uh, like like the elevator itself kind of falling and crashing and stuff like that, because that's an effect that, to try to do that with like a, a model or something like that, it would end up looking just as cheesy, so I'm going to give him that. I'm glad you mentioned that, because that's the reason why in the first five minutes I didn't give it shit. Right. You know, in the first five minutes, there's all this ridiculous stuff happening, and a lot of it's CG, but it's also an elevator crash. Yeah, how are you supposed so it's to not, do it, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, how do you do that without 
actually destroying an elevator or, or murdering the people inside of it accidentally. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I understand that. And, I, and, and that is the sort of thing that I'm completely willing to give the benefit of the doubt with. I have no problem with that. What I have a problem with is everything that happened after that. The, the unnecessary uses. That's where it gets really. I don't yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've already given away what happens. These people get inside of an elevator. The elevator pretty much immediately. It's, it's the entire movie. We've already explained the entire movie. The, this episode's over. I mean, we are. <laughs> oh, I don't think so, Mo. We're we've just got, getting we've started. Got, we've got 20 sound clips of bad acting. <laughs> Let's play us. them back to back. <laughs> Let's just play them back to back and then just and then talk about what we watched this week. <laughs> the elevator crashes. It does. Actually, there's one, there's one thing that happens while the elevator is crashing that I loved. I loved so much. And that's when the dude gets his head smashed in by the I-beam. Yes. Like, A, why is there an I-beam in an elevator? That's part of the general makeup of, I don't know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was part of the building, whatever, but a guy gets his head smashed in with, by, by an I-beam, and I thought that was awesome. Um, they, they did actually uh, do a mix of CG and practical effects, so that when his head hit the, <laughs> hit the, hit the wall, they did leave a smear and splatter of, of blood, and, and, you know, and it worked. It worked really well. I really enjoyed that a lot. Well, on the opposite side of the spectrum, the door of the elevator comes off somehow and flies off a distance, like, away, so that another character somehow manages to fall out the door in what is... And then the question, the question happens is we have, yeah, we have the guy who falls out of the, the door of the elevator, okay? And that's fine. That's all fine. I mean, sure. I don't know how that happens because elevators are supposed to fit in that hole, sure. but I mean, whatever. How did the guy in the wheelchair not roll out the door? Or for that matter... Anybody else in the elevator? There is a guy in a wheelchair who will become important later. Uh, the rest and a straitjacket. And a straitjacket. That's absolutely right. Uh, we don't really. We again. We don't have any introduction to the characters at this point. It's weird because the very first line of the film uh, is almost impossible to make out because of the music that's playing over it. I went back and listened to it like four or five times, and it's actually kind of important because it's trying to explain. Uh, at least generally, who this person in the wheelchair is. So it takes a lot longer to actually get to that point. So the elevator yeah. crashes, and there's a ton of bad CG, and a, a lot of really unconvincing people kind of moving back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really horribly edited. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to tell what the fuck is going on, to be honest. Um, especially when that guy does fall out the door, because I, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> really, what is not the question? How is the yeah, question? It, 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 How is that happening? It's unlikely. Let's just leave it at that. It's improbable. So they crash, and uh, there's really just sort of a pile of bodies on the floor covered in garbage. M much of it not what you would find connected to an elevator in any way. Sheetrock dust, mostly. Yeah. Lots of sheetrock dust. and Lots of sheetrock dust. And, and it must have been rather dusty because <laughs> for the first <laughs> few minutes, there's pretty much nothing but coughing on the soundtrack. <laughs> and that goes on. Yeah, it goes I only on. I only grabbed a couple seconds of it because it's really annoying. <laughs> I'm like, but it goes on. So we start to uh, get an idea of the characters that are going to be kind of the main players uh, in this elevator. Uh, the, the lead, if you can call him that, or maybe the two leads. Uh, the male lead is Anthony, 
who is a young guy who seems a little more capable than everyone else who are... I don't know if capable is the right word. He's, I mean, Confident, maybe, is what I should say. Proactive. Proactive. That's a much better word. That's right. I wouldn't, yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't use capable, I wouldn't use confident. He is proactive. And maybe he seems capable in comparison to the other people who are conscious, who are entirely incapable Incapable. of doing anything. Yeah. He he's proactive. That's right. He actually wants to get out of there and maybe not die. Uh, mm-hmm. it, they're also somehow in this elevator, even though it's dropped a long, uh, I, supposedly a, a long distance. They're sort of precariously placed somehow, so that any movement leads to a bunch more shit falling on their heads. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably a lot of fun to film. Oh, probably for the people who weren't getting the stuff poured on them. The female lead is named Claire And uh, we'll be seeing a lot more of her Uh, And I believe the other two are Ronald and Dave Ronald has a mustache And Dave is whiny And that's kind of their defining qualities Yeah You you know you're a good character When your defining quality is You have a mustache (laughs) He gets a little bit of character development a A bit later but it's not good No it's not um, and then, so, yeah, so we're introduced to uh, Claire, who doesn't even seem to know who she is. Claire, Claire, my friends, my friends, call me, call me Claire. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the friends, <laughs> my friends call her call Claire. Claire. As opposed to what? Clarice. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like, uh, it's like from, uh, from Ferris Bueller, you know, it's like my name is, uh, I forgot what her actual name is, but my friends call me Shauna. <laughs> So Claire, Claire is an idiot, obviously. Uh, th- now, just to give a... We already know that, that Dave and Ronald are there. There's also the guy in the wheelchair, who everyone at this moment thinks is dead. And mm-hmm. there is a nurse who uh, also appears to be dead. A male nurse, I should say. Yeah, and there's a cop who is dead. Who is absolutely dead, that's right. Who is... Or, or uh, if he's not dead, then uh, then we have no idea. And there is a guy, and there is a guy who they... Um, who who they uh, touch to see if he's dead and uh, yeah. This, Dave this decides he's going to reach over. He's wet. He's all wet. Oh, blood. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he re- he reacts like a seven year old. Blood. He's, he's wet. He's all wet. <laughs> yeah. No shit. I like how I mean, he, we, we, he couldn't we, tell. Would you have been happier if it was piss? <laughs> I he know, like, Oh, right? he's covered in piss. Blood. Ew. Ew. It's also of the AIDS. These scenes, by the way, are also really dark, and uh, the entire movie is dark. Yeah, it's it's a very dark movie because they're not supposed to have any lights. We don't know, by the way, at this point, what is going on, why the elevator crashed. Uh, and but there is such a thing. I mean, there is such a thing as day for night. I mean, you know, you can you can film things in a way that you can still show what's happening and not have the entire thing be completely black. I mean, this, I, I thought. I thought they were going to do that because the, the whole next section is is them looking for a flashlight, and I thought yeah. they'd do that like they do sometimes in movies where someone lights yeah, a flashlight you, and it just kind of lights and the whole thing up. goes up exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the flashlight. And then there's even there's even a moment where, the, where they search for the flashlight, <laughs> you know, and, which 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 is a conversation in and of itself. Um, where they search for the flashlight and then the lights come on and it gets really it gets like normal yeah, right you know in Watchable. there for a second and then it goes right back to nothing and we're like fuck <laughs> so Dave who is the closest person to the corpse of the uh, police officer Dave's uh, not here man. <laughs> Anthony is suggesting that he checks the police uh, man to see if he might have 
a flashlight because they yeah. need a flashlight badly, and it makes sense that a cop might have one. Now, uh, Dave doesn't want to for some reason. Maybe because of all that icky blood that he touched a moment ago. Ew. Uh, but so Anthony has to do some convincing. Is that the line here? Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm sorry. I was still hung up on the fact that Claire is yelling everything. <laughs> she yells like 90% yeah, of her lines does. in this film. She's re- really bad. We're trapped in here in an elevator and we can't see a thing. We don't have the emergency lighting and you're the closest one to him. Please, for all, all our right. sakes. All right. Ugh. He did some convincing right there. That's that is that's convincing right there. This actor who plays Anthony uh, Matt Simberg, uh, he tries so hard, but he has most of the dialogue in the film, and he is awful. I mean, like pretty pretty bad. It, but he's it's tough because you know that he's trying hard. But th- I mean, that was a really great example where it's like you know you gotta do this. It's so important. But like he, he just he just can't spit out the lines in a way that 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 sounds at all reasonable. <laughs> Or, or at all like a human would. I mean, mm-hmm. like everything he says sounds like a robot. Now, Dave does reach over he, because he was convinced and inspired by Anthony's words. and He's very inspirational. And he decides that, yes, I'm going to see if he has a flashlight. And he does. And he pulls out the flashlight. What is interesting about this flashlight, Mo? Well, <laughs> le- dear listeners... <laughs> I'm assuming if you're anything like me and Doug are, you've had your encounters with the law in the past. There is a very specific kind of flashlight that cops carry. Mm-hmm. Um, it is usually uh, very long. Um, it is uh, incredibly durable. Uh, generally, it is a mag light. Mm-hmm. That, that's very accurate. This flashlight was about standard length. You know, yellow. Uh, could have very easily had the word Fisher Price written down the side. It's such a kitty. It is the kittiest flashlight <laughs> I've ever seen. He picks it up, and the very fact that no one comments on the fact that it's obviously a children's flashlight is yeah. so ridiculous. I mean, that's the thing. Look, it's possible that this cop, or maybe he's like a security guard or something like that, though it's implied that he's a cop. Maybe but he, yeah, no, they they very clearly say that he's a cop and they show I'm, that he's a cop. Okay. Maybe he wouldn't have the traditional mag light which kind of also works almost like a baton. Uh, but that's why they have the mag I lights. know. I know it. Maybe he wouldn't have that. But I'll because tell you that's what. That's why they don't carry truncheons anymore. <laughs> There's just no way he's going to have this ridiculous candy-colored fucking flashlight on him. He'd be he'd be laughed out of the uh at out of the the barracks for that. The barracks. Jeez. Whatever. I'm assuming, <laughs> you know, the place where the cops sleep. So, <laughs> so they have a flashlight at least, uh, but as we mentioned, it doesn't actually... It does dick. It does dick, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really help us as the audience who really do need to see what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Uh, but Anthony, he is uh, convinced that what they need to do is get out of the elevator. And since we know that the elevator is actually hanging very precariously and could fall at any minute... He gets a surprising amount of argument against his idea, considering he can move. What was it? That's got to be one of the support cables for the elevator. It's giving way. The fall must have weakened the cables. We've got to get out of here before it goes. Elevator and all. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. We've got to get out of here before it goes. It's like he's reading the lines off of a piece of paper. 
it's it's like it's like he's reading the lines like it's like he's a like a middle-aged lesbian reading the lines out of a book <laughs> well anthony despite the protestations of the rest decides that yeah he's going to find out wh- what the fuck is going well, on well what they say what they say to him is uh is is well you go yeah and his response to that is fine i will which is his best line reading in the entire movie <laughs> uh, he also takes the kitty flashlight with him uh, so oh, I can yeah. see how they'd be a little upset about that. <laughs> What's great, and I'm reading your notes, uh, by the way. I should mention to people <laughs> listening that <laughs> that uh, that my own notes got kind of fucked. But it's okay. I have a pretty strong memory of what happens in the movie. Mo, you described that when he uh, uh, climbs out of the <laughs> of the elevator, that now he is walking in a CG world. <laughs> he is. <laughs> which is absolutely the case. So this is what people have to understand. Outside of the set... Of the elevator. Once people <laughs> climb out of that set, they are into a world of green screen or blue screen, probably green screen, um, where nothing is real. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's yeah. You walk. He walks right into a key chrome. Uh, <laughs> yes. World, you know, world of rubble and electricity and fire just appearing for no reason. Yeah, like and hot pipes that you can tell are hot because they're glowing red. Yes, and, that's right. You know, uh, <laughs> just really just pure ridiculousness. You know, um, actually on my uh, on my Facebook while I was watching the film, I said I didn't know or not whether or not to, you know. Uh, to laugh because the world that he's in is so ridiculous, or if I should feel bad because he's trapped in terror tunes, <laughs> you know, feel bad for all, that. And we all know that terror tunes is a fate worse than death. <laughs> now, uh, Anthony tries to climb in order to uh, get out of his current situation, <laughs> but there's something notable. Now, when we say that the whole world that he's in now is is CG and is just sort of uh, layered on, we're not exaggerating. The floor no. is, and the walls are, and our director, our intrepid director, mm-hmm. decides to use that to his advantage because, you know, filming someone climbing a wall takes a space that they can actually climb. And a certain, and a certain amount of skill. And a certain amount of skill. But you know yeah. what doesn't? Laying C- on your stomach. on the floor, yeah. <laughs> laying on your stomach and turning the camera 90 degrees so that it appears that the person is climbing a wall despite his fingers laying flat <laughs> against the flat surface. I was wondering, like, like as I was watching that, like, I mean, as you can see in my note, I'm like, is he crawling or is he climbing? Like, I just, I couldn't tell. And then I'm like, and then, I, then when I realized that he was supposed to be at a higher level, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. He was climbing? Yeah, he's supposed to be climbing. Because <laughs> then they cut back to it when everybody else finally leaves the... Um, you know, leaves the leaves the elevator and follows him, and they all take the same route too. And we're like, "What is going on here?" There's a part in John Carpenter's film Dark Star where a character has to climb sort of like an elevator shaft, and yeah. uh, and it's done in a very similar way, where a lot of it is actually a horizontal, but yeah. they've turned the camera to make it look vertical. Well, they do that a lot. Yeah, they do. But that's the moment that I thought most of because of the similarity in terms of sure, low sure. budget and things like that. It's done so well. In Dark Star, that even when you notice it, you're like, oh, they're trying to be very clever here. In this, they're making so little effort. I mean, it's very much Batman 60s TV series, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he is not climbing. That is not happening. Exactly. Now, well, I mean, you, you knew that they you knew that they had done a good job in Dark Star because the character in Duck, the Carbine High Massacre, was uh, 
was, loved it so much. Dark Star, he loved it. <laughs> wow, that that is reaching back, Mo. <laughs> that is a that, now that's a callback. That's a deep cut. Um, <laughs> back at the elevator, <laughs> they're still having conversations. They're kind of pondering what might have caused the uh, the elevator to fall in the first place. Claire thinks that it might have been a terrorist attack. Yes, she does. I guess it was of the How time. much worse is it going to get? If this elevator falls any longer, how do we if we're going to survive? What is that? She's right. We've got to find a way out. <laughs> if this elevator falls any longer. I mean, it, what a fucking weird line. That and she is. screams the whole thing. Yeah. If this elevator falls any longer. I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> I was, let, let's give him credit. Where, let, let's give him a little bit of credit here and, and assume that the line was supposed to read further. Yes. <laughs> or farther, I should say. Even that doesn't really make any sense. Right? The no, elevator falls any further, right? Yeah, because because keep in mind they don't they like they had a whole conversation about whether or not they thought the elevator fell at all. Yeah, because they're like, well, I didn't feel any free fall. I just felt you know shaken up. <laughs> well, while they're having this conversation, Anthony is rapidly losing the will to live. <laughs> For some reason, he seems to be fine, right? He's climbing, he's getting places, he's not trapped or anything like that. He's not in an elevator anymore. I mean, for all he knows, he could be really close to freedom, but he immediately lays on his side and or stomach and has an inner monologue about how he should just give up and die. I could lay here. I could lay here and not move. I could give up. It would be easy. Yeah, that's how I felt about this point in the movie. <laughs> I that like, is the audience's thoughts being verbalized in the I, film. Yeah, without a doubt, I was seriously sitting there. I could, I could play Candy Crush Saga and <laughs> wa- watch anime. I could do anything other than this. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of weird logical difficulties in this film one of the hardest things to believe is that is that there'd be so well for one thing it's really hard to believe that that they're in an insane asylum that has like 10 floors or however many it's supposed to have well i mean beyond that i mean they keep in mind they weren't on they were in a sub level yeah already you know they like they were they were on the fourth sub level yeah so this place is huge, and of course, they never go to any hallways or anything like that. All we're going to see for the rest of the film are people climbing through, like like crawling through, crawling. I, like through ducts well, or whatever. No, no, not true, not true. There is a scene that that where they do stand. That's right. When they and, find, uh, yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about that scene when it happens because it is the most ridiculous scene in this ridiculous oh, movie. God. You know what I just remembered? <laughs> There's a fight that comes a little later that <laughs> that takes place. Oh, I got it. We got to wait for it. What, what you know what I'm talking about. Oh, now. My I, th- God, I think you yes, know what I'm talking about. I do. About. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so <laughs> Anthony decides not to give up. But uh, but back at the elevator, the uh, person in the straitjacket actually shows that he uh, he is alive. Actually, if you remember, Anthony doesn't decide to not give up. He actually somehow ends up getting forced to fall, like slide down this thing. That's right. You know, and that keeps him moving. And then he decides to not give up. Yeah, he was just going to let himself die. But since the fates intervened, he decides that he's just going to go right back to the elevator and at least (laughs) help those other people survive. 
I love I love how it takes him, you know, like twenty minutes to get someplace, <laughs> and then a millisecond to get back. He, as the straight jacket guy starts to move, he kind of pokes his head back in, uh, and and uh, announces uh, what he scares talking. the bejesus out of everybody. Guys, ah! oh, dude, jeez, I found no! the way out. Out to where? I don't know, but I found a passageway. And it extends into a room. <laughs> you talk. I don't know, guy. but I found a passageway, passageway that extends into a room. To, into a room, a room that they never wind up getting into. No, that, well, it doesn't make any sense anyway. Um, uh. So the uh, the guy in the straight jacket, uh, we will find in a minute that his name is Damon, and he is a very dangerous customer. They decide uh, Claire is very hesitant to leave him uh, realizing that he needs medical attention but the idea is they're going to go off and find people who are actually capable to deal with this sort of situation and then bring it back and make sure that he gets taken care of. Which is actually a completely reasonable thing to do. How are they going to help him by staying there? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how are they going to help him by moving him? They don't know what's wrong with him. They, he was in a wheelchair. He was obviously in a straitjacket for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everywhere they've gone so far has been crawling. So, I mean, how is he supposed to do it without them letting him loose? So, I mean, so it makes perfect sense to go off and try to find somebody and then bring him back. So Claire's arguments against it are stupid. So she's quickly shouting. Everything Claire does is stupid. It's like, we could stay in this rickety elevator where we're almost certainly going to die. Or we could go out to the passageway where we can, you know, we're actually making progress towards getting out of here. So, yeah. so they decide to do that. The four of them. Let's, uh, let's recall that they're Anthony, Claire, Ronald, and Dave. Uh, Ronald and Dave, not that important. Claire and Anthony, let's remember those names. Look, look. Ronald has a mustache. That's He's true. very important. I like that Ronald. I liked Ronald. He's too, a go-getter. Actually. I thought he had an interesting uh, story. Well, we're gonna hit, listen. We're gonna find out all about these interesting stories now because as they start chipping through sheetrock, which is what everything is made out of, <laughs> they're just continually sheetrock. pushing through big sheets of it. Um, they have conversations about why they were there that day. Uh, and you get uh, some interesting insight, thanks to Anthony's amazing abilities to interpret. No, you didn't work here, did you? You went here. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> you were a patient here. Yeah, so Claire, uh, she was a patient at the, uh, at the uh, mental asylum. Yes. Yes, she was. Yes. And, uh, I... <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so we learn, actually, that aside from... Do we ever learn what Anthony's story is? He was, he was visiting a friend, right? He was visiting a friend. He was visiting he's, a friend. I think, I think he's the one of them who has a sane fucking story. Yeah, right. The rest of them were, were all in some way, you know, uh, I, well, Dave, Dave's son was in there. And I'm just giving it away. And Dan was actually scoping out the place because he's about to be committed. No, Ron. Ron? Oh, Ron, right. Not Dan. Ron was the one. Yeah, Ronald was the one scoping the place. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, the names get confusing. That's another Come thing, on, by man. the way. Mustache. Just going back to the beginning, uh, characters start to refer to each other by name, even though they were never introduced to each other, which is another thing that irritated the shit out of me while I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only the only one it made sense to to call by name was Claire because she's the only one who actually says her name. Right, exactly. 
I'm uh, yes, yeah, though that's what her friends call her. <laughs> yeah, her friends call her Claire. <laughs> I think. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, we oh, so we learn a little bit more about Damon now because he's getting free of a straitjacket, uh, and actually he even says a few things. His first lines. Fix it. I can heal it. You can't. You can't save him. No one can save him. But I can. I can save you. I can heal you. Now, keep in mind, this is Damon talking to himself yes. a la Smeagol. <laughs> Having a Smeagol Gollum moment there. Um, just not nearly as talented. But, the, I mean, that's also what he says there is representative of pretty much every line he says in the film, which is just constant I'm a doctor. I can fix him. I can I, do it. I'm a god. And that's just he what is he obnoxious. says. obnoxious. Yeah, it's a really irritating performance. And he's supposed to be, like, the badass killer in this. And he yeah. is uh, he does not pull that off because everything is this kind of oh, exaggerated uh, all this talking to himself. I mean, it is really... Terrible. And and if I mean you know and and uh, and if if and, I mean and, and uh, wow I can't fucking <laughs> holy talk. shit that was amazing that might be that might be the best string <laughs> of nonverbal nonsense I've ever done I'm gonna keep that in just for the sake of it authentic frontier uh, gibberish right off Damon. Um, but I was going to say, uh, if we're supposed, if we're going to believe the review for the film, uh, I, I, you know, sh- he's supposed to be the best actor in the movie. I revealed to Mo before we started recording <laughs> that there are two IMDb reviews for this film and both of them coincidentally, uh, really, uh, they, they talk about how the leader actor, it says the lead, by the way, who plays Damon, uh, is an actor named Damien Coletti and he is so impressive in it. And it's interesting if you follow the person who wrote that review, they also, <laughs> they've only ever done one more review. Another film starring Damien Coletti also praising his great performance in it. He's a rising star. <laughs> Somehow, both of these reviews sort of praise his performance while talking about how the rest of the movie isn't that great. But he really gives a standout. Except, guess what? He doesn't. He's awful. He's pretty bad. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Coletti. <clears throat> Please don't Photoshop my face into... <laughs> We are not saying that these people are always going to be awful actors. We're just saying no. I'm just saying I'm saying this performance is bad. That's all I'm saying. And we are giving audio uh, evidence of what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's going to rant and uh, and be irritating for a while now. And we also discover at this point that the the group that were in the elevator were really not careful at checking to see who was and wasn't alive, <laughs> because. Uh, the nurse who was on the uh, on the uh, floor of the elevator, his name is Joe, and he's alive as well. And he's played by Dave Wetherspoon. <laughs> right? I don't think... No, he's not. He's not? Who? The, uh, who Dave, was... Dave Wiscovich played one of the cops, I think, that dies at the Oh, time. did he? I thought he played the nurse. Oh, well, whatever. I'm sorry that you didn't have... Uh, you had the uh, wrong... <laughs> look, I, look, I was so... I was I was in such need of a break by the time this movie was done that I really paid very little attention to the credits. <laughs> well, we're thirty minutes in. <laughs> Fuck a duck. Um, 
Another thing about this film is that there's almost constant dialogue. There's people talking all the time. So it's not about anything very interesting, but it's just constant all the way through. Which kind of makes sense when you think about it. I right, mean, there's nothing really going on. There's nothing the to look at, really, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, there's nothing to look at. So, I mean, and, and, and if you were in that sort of situation, I mean, that you'd probably be talking the whole time, too, you know, just to keep yourself sane. Um, unless you're Damon, and then... Uh-oh, he's already insane. He's already nuts. Now, wah, wah. Joe is trying to reason with him, because Joe knows how dangerous that he is. This is Joe, the male nurse. Uh, but him and Damon are having... Um, a heated conversation. Yeah. Don't you ever lecture me again! Oh, God. I believe that was him <laughs> murdering. <laughs> no, no, was it? Or no, he was, I, I think, no, no. He was uh, just he, hitting him or something. I can't remember. He, not to give anything God, away, but so Joe's not care. long for this world. <laughs> no. Again! Uh, but Damon does get out of the elevator. I guess his injuries were not very severe after all. Uh, and he he is angry at the fact that the the people who were there before left him behind. So uh, he decides he's going to go after them. Yes. Yes. Uh, at the <laughs> at the time, the rest of the group are crawling through these passages, uh, which have <laughs> electrical pipes and <laughs> heated. Pipes I love the electrical. And- the electrical pipe was amazing. Because it wasn't an electrical pipe, you know. I mean, it was it was like a it was like PVC. It was like a water pipe. Yeah, but it's heated. But, but there's a lot of there's a lot of electricity coming through. And and guess what they find? What? They find a room. What? And they announce it. This is a room. It's a room. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Another fine line reading by uh, by Anthony. This is a room. It's a room. I love. I lo- yeah. The this is a room line is just brilliant. <laughs> this is a room. Well, as they're heading towards the room, uh, Damon actually catches up with them very very quickly. Yeah. I guess well, well they like, are- I, like I said, what takes one person twenty minutes to do takes. Other people, a millisecond to catch up. Well, to. they've been breaking through all the drywall, so I guess that it's pretty easy to get through all of that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and he uh, he rapidly catches up to, I think he catches up to Dave first. Which one's Dave? Uh, Dave is the guy who hated the icky blood, but uh, but I, <laughs> he, he makes himself known in the context of when... Oh, they... he's the one with the suit jacket. Yes, that's exactly okay. right. That's how I know him. He's suit jacket. But they're very thankful that they find this room. Indeed. Um, so they say this. Thank the Lord. Instead of thanking him, please, please, just help me. Can you imagine reading that line and deciding to deliver it that way? Instead of thanking him, please, please. <laughs> so, yeah. so it, Dave... it's, almost like, it's almost like a look into... Uh, into like Christian Bale's brain the first time he read the Batman script. A Batman. We also get at this moment a uh, something that happens again and again for the rest of the film, which is that there'll be some sort of confrontation or conversation, and then suddenly a bunch of shit will fall from the ceiling, and that yeah. will just end things for right then. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a great way to end a scene. Once, you know, if 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 you if you don't know <laughs> every single time. <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of this stuff is styrofoam. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, there's a great there's a great moment where uh, Anthony has a really hard time moving this piece of metal, and then and then proceeds to toss <laughs> a gigantic cinder brick uh, with one hand. Yes. <laughs> Anthony has st- unusual skills, which are uh, displayed uh, semi-randomly. Yeah, he's a real go-getter. So uh, we uh, we also did discover that Ron is actually kind of severely injured. Uh, he, uh, he he's been coughing up blood as they go along, uh, and he also uh, seems to be. We learned that he was scoping out the place because it, he was going to be put in there for some reason, um, but he's. Yeah, I didn't realize that that's how it worked. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it's not like fucking prison where you schedule your, your the day you go into prison. Right. I mean, especially, and this is, and he's talking about the maximum security area of the, of the hospital, you know, like where they put the criminally insane. Right. Exactly. Like what, like why wouldn't they have just put him in there? There's a, there's a lot of confusing elements to his story. Uh, especially because really? he, <laughs> he seems fairly together. <laughs> um, he's he's one of the most together guys in the entire movie, mm-hmm. and it's like he's getting ready to like he's getting ready to admit to be admitted into the maximum wi- maximum security wing of a mental institution involuntarily. It seems, but like it's scheduled. Like that doesn't make any sense. Uh, well- the, the the important thing to realize at this moment is that somehow the group have left Dave well behind. <laughs> I guess he <laughs> wasn't moving fast enough for him. Uh, and despite the fact that uh, that they have, they know that Damon is after them, and so they should probably stick close together. Damon catches up to Dave. Of course he does. And then of course they're wondering where Dave is. And then this brilliant line happens. I'm here. I'm here with. Wait. He's like a mentally challenged Jack Nicholson. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> the Madman, or maybe, maybe Christian Slater. <laughs> uh, so Anthony uh, and Anthony doesn't want to go back. He wants to keep plowing ahead. But Ronald, who has a bit more um, tenacity, decides he's going to go back and find out what the fuck is going on. And when he gets there, Dave's dead, man. Dave's dead, man. He's dead. Um, <laughs> and the nurse, uh, Joe, yes, Joe, uh, he shows up, and guess what he has? A gun. A gun. Yeah, That's... why did, I mean, they, they, took, they took the flashlight off the cop. Why didn't they think to take the gun? <laughs> <sighs> I mean, he's dead, man. They had a lot of time just sitting there, too. They could have looked, but no, they didn't. That's okay. Yeah. Because they're a lot more mobile than they suggested when the elevator first crashed. Because they're yeah, as soon as, as soon as yeah, I mean they were covered in shit, and uh, I mean, and they, it really made it seem like I mean, since they sat there for a half an hour not taking stuff off of themselves, like, and then and the second they decided to move, they're like, all right, group, and they throw everything <laughs> off of them and just leave. So uh, we find out a little bit about Damon's backstory at this point, uh, which is that, that I beam was a uh, security blanket. That's right. <laughs> we find out that Damon was once. Uh, a doctor, but he couldn't handle it when his patients died, so it drove him insane. Yeah, that's what happened. That's an interesting idea. 
right? A doctor who uh, who is so committed to trying to save his patients that when he can't, it just it degrades his mind a little bit at a time until he loses it completely. I think that would have made for a very kind of conflicting character who thinks that he's helping people when he's hurting them. But boy, yes. that's not what's here. <laughs> No, that's not what happens at all. No, it, it would be that storyline right there would make for some very interesting motivation. Sure. But, but that's not what we get. <laughs> but Damon's just crazy. <laughs> he's just he's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, so the nurse at he shoots his gun because uh, we have uh, we have Ron and we have Damon and we have Joe, the nurse, and they're sort of tangling and he shoots the gun and a bunch of shit falls on them. Of course. Again. Uh, up ahead, Anthony and Claire are actually kind of arguing. Even though Anthony, up to this point, like we said before, he's not necessarily competent, but he is very uh, ambitious about trying to get ahead. But at this point, all the characters turn against him. <laughs> they call him an asshole because he won't go back to help everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird character term because it looked up to this point that he was going to be the heroic character, but there's a strange interlude that occurs here where it's like, oh no, he's a dick. Total heel turn. Yeah, except forgotten. Well, just like a real heel, heel turn, it gets forgotten about ten minutes later. Exactly. <laughs> so, they, uh, <laughs> this is a great moment where him and Claire, uh, she's pissed at him, but he uh, tells her to drink water because they might run out of it soon. But like, he reaches down, and there's just like a bunch of bottles of water. <laughs> Like where yeah, are they he's like, at this he's point? Like, she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, I'm searching for water." And here it is in bottles. Yeah, and, he's, and she's like, "Well, what makes you think you'd find water?" It's like, "Well, we're gonna need some soon. We might as well look." You know, and here, here's a bottle of water. Drink. It would be oh. convenient to find water. Well, here it is. Well, here it is. Glug glug glug. <laughs> well, somehow Damon gets the gun from uh, from Joe. And uh, Joe tells Ronald to run, and Ronald is not in much of a state to be running at the moment, but he tries to get away from Damon, uh, where Damon get, then gets a line that is super fucking cheesy. Doctors don't kill intentionally. Yay. That was him killing the nurse, was it? That I was think. him killing the nurse with yeah. a shot to the head. <sighs> not, not a fan of what's coming up. And, and the, I mean, the movie I mean just the gets entire... stupider and stupider, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, 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 I always find it amazing when a, when a movie like peaks in its first five minutes. Like, like it made me, and actually, like after I finished this, it made me start thinking of like other movies I could name that like where it peaked in its first five minutes. The only one I could really think of was uh, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, All right? Like the like the Kikapoo song mm-hmm. at the beginning of the That's film. Right. That's is right. That's right. Easily. It's... Easily the best part of the film. That's you know, and then it, that is totally right. I because I, I've seen that opening sequence like six or seven times. I, I think they even released it online before the movie came out. Yeah, so people could watch it. And I remember watching. it, I was like, "Wow, this is going to be great." But you're right; nothing matched up to it in the rest of the movie. Yeah, the rest of the movie is just meh. And this is this movie sort of the same way, except at least with Tenacious D, it's I mean somewhat entertaining. Yeah, I mean you get John C. Riley as a Sasquatch. Yeah. Speaking know of which. your legends. All right, all right, fine. Not that kind of Sasquatch. But, uh, you know. Sasquatch is my papa. Uh, um, an appearance by the suburban Sasquatch at this point would have really helped out this movie. Would have been awesome. So uh, Damon continues to say a bunch of stupid shit. Let's hear some of it. Poof! The life is gone. Then I ask him his power. It was given to me to be a doctor. To be a guy. 
They're kind of crawling. Yeah. And you shall die. Oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's awful. <sighs> so at this point, his gun is empty. Uh, yep. <laughs> and uh, Claire and Anthony are still crawling ahead. Uh, and they find it. Actually, it's an interesting discovery that at this late portion of the film, you know, we're, we're more than halfway through, they find another character. Yeah, it's weird when they introduce a new character halfway through the you know halfway through the movie. But yeah, they find uh, an old man, an older man. I don't yes. want to call him old. He's you know, pretty he's, old. I mean, yeah, you know, he's pretty upper old. middle aged. Uh, <laughs> named Gerald. Yes, Gerald. Now, Gerald. Uh, they have a conversation about what happened, like what occurred to make um, make the elevator fall and make apparently most of the building collapse. It's a. Uh, it's at this point in the film where we start to suspect that that the director is trying to imply something strange has happened, like something worldwide crisis, uh, like a terrorist attack that has destroyed like everything, or like a nuclear explosion, or, as is theorized by one of the characters, that they're already all in hell. Yeah. Are you I don't okay, know. Mo? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I was I was pondering for a second. I I, I know it's kind of it's kind of tough. To, you know, being pensive on the, uh, the quote unquote radio doesn't really. <laughs> you got to say work, pensive, but, pensive. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> pensive beard stroke. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they theorize that. I I never really got that impression. To me, to me, the entire time, the I didn't get that until. The, the very end of the movie. Right. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, for, at this point in the film, I, I got the impression that they, they're just all, uh, that something happened to the building. Right. Right. I mean, I think it, it, there, there's an implication cause he talks about how it was in waves and we find out later that he was actually uh, lying a little bit about how he ended up, uh, getting, uh, trapped when the, the building first collapsed. It's, it's very strange. Uh, we don't, not not to give anything away though I think we mentioned it at the beginning we don't get a straight answer about what happened here uh no they they no basically the entire movie ends on a fuck you yeah and it's a real uh, fuck and you. yeah it's a huge fuck you and man <laughs> yeah it doesn't leave you feeling good at the end no no there's there's <laughs> yeah exactly i i actually uh uh, when, when I finished this movie, I hopped on my scooter and took a drive because I'm just like, I, <laughs> I need to get I, this I, out of my system. I, yeah, I, exactly. Like, I like, it was one of those, like, I need to go to my happy place sort of <laughs> moments. And I just, and I just hopped on my scooter and fucking like drove to the middle pun- of the woods and punched dance. Yeah. Punch dance <laughs> the entire way down to the store and bought a fucking drink and came back and punch dance the whole way. <laughs> All right. Something really stupid happens now <laughs> again. Where they decide? That they, oh, you mean the movie happens? <laughs> they decide that they need some rope, and uh, I believe Gerald actually is the one who mentions that there is some rope in sort of this weird, like there's a hole beneath them that they can climb into, and there might be some rope down there. But yeah. Cl- Claire is the only one who's small enough to actually fit in through it, so she decides. Well, no, it's not. It's not that she's small enough. It's that like Anthony wanted to go, and Claire's like, look. You've you've led the, you know you're tired right. now. you've led the you've that's led right. the way he's let exhausted me, that's right yeah let let me go first and Gerald is and old she, and Gerald's old so and like immediately like she falls into a giant hole and then immediately burns herself on a hot pipe and you can tell it's hot because it's glowing red it's glowing red like she falls like it's really tough to get a sense of how far like this drop is 
It doesn't. Yeah. You think that you climb into a hole, you might hang down by your hands and then drop down, but she immediately falls, and they do yeah. this stupid effect where it's obviously this person just standing in one place, and they move her uh, using the the the, the chroma key. The CG background. Yeah. yeah. So she she falls uh, in while standing in place into this room. Like you said, there's a hot pipe, and then water starts filling the room. Yeah. CG. Now the water. thing that cracks me up about the water. Is that like she's like, oh, it's it's gonna fill the room. I'm, you know, like I, I, it's like this is this is bad. I'm like, but she never mentioned that she couldn't swim. Yeah, and it's a broken building. What's the likelihood that, of of her being in a spot that's that's waterproof enough that it's actually going to, to start fill, right? filling up with water? And then, <laughs> and then before she, 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 so she finally gets the fucking rope, you know, and she's about to throw it back up to them. And then the floor, the floor falls out from underneath. Yes. The floor that's supposed to be covered, covered in water. She falls into a room where everything is on fire. Even though she was just in a room that collapsed, that was full of water. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, and it looks so horrible. (laughs) The fuck? <laughs> and then the best part, the best part is of, of this whole situation is that when she when she asks for a hand uh, to, to get out, their <laughs> reasoning behind why they can't help her is the stupidest goddamn thing I've this ever. Is, this heard. is my favorite line in the whole movie. It's a great line. You've fallen quite a bit. I think you're too hurt for us to lift you up. <laughs> Let's let her what would decide. her being hurt have to do with lifting her out? I just love that it's like, I think you're too hurt for us to lift you out. Oh, no, I'm fine. No, no, no. no. But trust me, you're too hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of, of the Monty Python bring out your dead skin. I'm not quite dead yet. And, <laughs> and as if to compound the stupidity, she finds a pipe and she starts digging through the wall, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, it's, this is going to take me forever. And of course, Anthony and Gerald have already skipped it by this point. Like she calls back up to them, guys, guys, yeah, and and they're gone. <laughs> so she starts to climb upwards, I guess, even though it, it, the implication is that she's fallen quite away. But she starts to climb upwards and she gets into a room where a bunch of arms and legs start falling on her. <sighs> like, like, like cut off arms and legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Severed limbs. Burned, skinned limbs. Start falling on her, and she freaks out as you might in that circumstance. Because why would you expect that? Well, I mean, as you're wont to do. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. I think someone even says that what she she like went that must have been a piece of the morgue or something that fell on her. He's yeah. He Gerald says that it was either the morgue or surgery. That's right. Where they just have a big collection of arms. Yeah, and legs. It's collecting arms and legs. <laughs> Just remember, by the way, everyone listening, that this is meant to be taking, taken extremely seriously. Oh, Every, this is serious. That, this is not a comedy. Yeah, there's no comedic element to it at all when there's a bunch of arms and legs falling in this person's face as they're trying to... Who, by the way, she immediately climbs up to them again and gets there in like two seconds. In a millisecond. Yeah, she's like, this is going to take me a long time. She's falling she's two there. floors at least. Yeah, she's two, she's two floors underneath them. She gets to them in seconds. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Ronald is still alive, and Damon is still trying to catch up with him. He must wonder what the fuck they're doing up ahead of him at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> what the fuck is up with this movie? Uh, it, it's great that they separate themselves into the kind of these <laughs> easily manageable groups. Because yeah. Cl- Claire at this point decides that she's going to go back for Ronald because she's had so much luck lately. <laughs> uh, yep. And we get the one part of the film at this point that uh, doesn't take place in the hospital. A flashback. Yeah, we get, we get, a, we get a bit of a Damon flashback. It's dumb. It's really dumb. Like, it, like the flashback actually just begs the question, why is Damon still alive? Yeah. You know, because basically what happens is, is Damon, like one of the cop, these cops follow Damon home from the hospital. Um, Damon sets up some, some little like votive candles, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the basement and starts basically like cuddling with these severed arms and legs that look amazingly familiar. Yeah, kind of similar to the ones that <laughs> fell on clear just a little bit before. Yeah. I guess maybe and, uh, what they did is they got him from him and they kept him in a closet or something back at the mental hospital. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Or <laughs> it's just the same uh, effect being used again. So he, sets, anyway. he sets up like a little ceremony for himself. Yeah, he sets up a little like ceremony and he start, basically just start, he start first he, he's laying on top of them and then he starts cuddling with them and the cops kind of come in and they're like, freeze, you know, yeah. like as cops are wont to do. <laughs> and, uh, and, and somehow Damon finds, finds a way to get the better of one of these cops. There's two cops starts, with guns. Yeah, there's two cops with guns. He gets the better of one of the cops and starts biting at one of the cops' necks and murders him, basically. Yes, he kills one of them. Yeah. So what the other cop does is calls for backup, standing three feet away from Damon. With a gun. With a gun. (laughs) Yeah. In any other situation, I mean, like, I mean, I've seen some harebrained cops in movies before. But I mean, like this, th- this entire movie wouldn't have happened. Well, I mean, that's not to say it wouldn't have happened, but what happens after the explosion wouldn't have happened at all <laughs> if they had just done what any other cop would have done when another cop gets murdered. They would have shot the fucker and it would have been, and they would have been done with it. Another thing about this flashback is that it doesn't tell us anything. It doesn't give it tells us, any, us nothing. It doesn't give us any new information about Damon. They could have given us a flashback to when he was actually a doctor, like a good doctor, and and you know saw him dealing with the loss of a patient and how much it, it affected him. But this just tells us he was he's crazy and murderous. We already knew that. Yeah. All this all this this scene tells us is that if the if these two particular cops hadn't been so fucking incompetent. <laughs> None of this would have happened. So basically, so Damon is not the villain of this film. The villain of this film is that idiotic cop who didn't shoot him in the first place. Yes, that's true. Well, Claire does go back um, to try to find Ronald, and she does encounter Damon, and uh, they have a little conversation. Where am I? Where are you going to go? Oh, you're already in hell. You're already in hell. Where are you going to go? Oh, don't you know? You're already in hell. This is... Fuck you, Damon. Yeah, this... Um, by the way, uh, <laughs> Ronald <laughs> got killed by Damon. Yeah. It, it, they kept him alive for a really long time, but he just gets killed, right? I mean, it's just... There's, it's unceremonious. Yeah, basically. What is happening at this point? Because they did get that rope, and this is really fucking horrible. Is that um, Gerald and Anthony are climbing up the rope to this sort of ledge to like another floor or something like that. 
That's when mm-hmm. Claire actually goes back is while they're doing that. So she runs forward or, or like crawls forward away from uh, Damon, uh, and she tries to jump. No, it, uh, sorry. While she's down there and getting attacked, Anthony jumps down. Okay, so he climbed up this rope, and it seems like a really long way. He jumps down and like lands instantaneously. <laughs> yeah, because just remember that this is all taking place in like against a green screen in like two rooms. The whole movie, basically, right? Yeah. So he jumps down and uh, yeah, basically, yeah, you're right. There's two rooms. There's a green screen room, screen room, and a practical room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just being made up in different ways. Maybe there's a third location, but we're not talking about a lot of different places here. No. So they basically they fight where Anthony is climbing up the rope to try to get away from Damon, and then Damon jumps uh, onto the rope and is climbing up behind him, and it's so fucking horrible. Yep. Uh, and. This is when the character of Gerald gets very confusing to me. How's that? Well, Gerald and Claire are at the top of this ledge, while Anthony and Damon are fighting at the bottom of it. And uh, basically, Gerald yells at Claire. He says, you know, you have to go ahead and find a way out. Uh, and he, he basically says that he's not going to be leaving. But he, he, he says this line to her, which I'm, I want us to figure out. Let's just hear the clip. Where he talks about how she shouldn't be afraid to look, uh, to look for a way out. This is a, a such a great line. You can't be afraid. You have to stare this down. You have to do this. You can do it. Be positive for your effort. Go. Be positive for your effort. Be positive for your effort. It makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> All right, no, fine, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. At maybe all. this is like, maybe this is an expression that people use, and if it is, people, please call, call in. Yes, call in, <laughs> and we'll play your voicemail on the air. No, I mean, well, he's, us... he's 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 uh, Pennsylvania based, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I got I got a buddy out there. I'll I'll I'll, sh- I'll shoot shoot them an email and find out if uh, uh, actually our our buddy Bobby Keller. That's right. Uh, director of Deatherman. Deatherman. <laughs> Be positive for your effort. There's no reason that Gerald couldn't help her. He's hurt a little bit, but there's no reason that he couldn't walk with her a little bit ahead and to see if he can help at all. But no, he wants her to go by herself. No. Makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, let's let's just jump ahead to Damon and Anthony's confrontation. They fight a little bit. Uh, they talk a lot. Damon says a bunch of stupid shit about how he's God and that he uh, saves people from life and death, and it's all really awful. <laughs> yeah, he says something about uh, how he's no longer a doctor, that he's been baptized to be a God. Yeah. But they have a, a big confrontation that ends... Uh, I think it ends with the roof collapsing again, doesn't it? Um. Well, I mean... Gerald is telling the story about what happened and how he thinks it's a terrorist attack. Right. Uh, about how he's a uh, news report and how it just goes blank and blah, blah, blah. I mean, nothing really important happening. Uh, Damon, um, Damon kills Gerald and then goes after Claire. But Gerald isn't afraid because he thinks he's going, he like, he, he, he suspects that, that there's something huge going on that he doesn't really want to get out anyway, but yeah. he'd rather be dead than that. Yeah. And then the roof collapses. Right. Anthony, and I Anthony at this point is unconscious, I believe. 
Well, he'd been he'd been sliced up by Damon. That's right. Seem, seemingly sliced up by Damon. I, I apologize to the people listening right now. If this seems a little unclear. It's very unclear in the film as well. What the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, and it's even less clear in my horrible notes at this point. <laughs> like every other line, as Doug can I'm, as Doug can attest to, every other line in my notes at this point is "fuck this movie." <laughs> but it's okay. All that shit we just said is okay because we're going to get to the highlight or low light of the entire film. Right now, which is that <laughs> the the roof collapses, okay? Claire and Damon are, are having a confrontation, and they... Oh, yeah, yeah! <laughs> Best scene of the, whole, in the entire movie. Okay, explain to the people what's happening here. All right, so Damon and Claire are now fighting. The roof collapses, and it seems like they are uh, standing on these I-beams, um... <laughs> That are over top of the seemingly bottomless chasm beneath them. They're balancing uh, you know, on these CG I-beams. Yeah, CG I-beams. <laughs> CG I-beams. That's funny. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, and some of the best effects happen in this where it's another one of those situations where instead of them actually doing anything, they're sort of like pantomiming doing something. Right. And then the scene behind them moves. And so, so they're jumping, jumping back and forth. <laughs> Between these several I-beams and, and, like, fighting a little bit. And it is ridiculous. It, it looks so horrible. I mean, it is, you, you would not be able to watch this and not laugh because of how they're jumping around. Like, they're balancing, right? They, have, they basically have, like, uh, the, the, the width of, of one foot that they're trying to balance on. And they're yeah. jumping from beam to beam. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a couple of spots where they actually are on like a like a like a real life beam of right, sorts. Right, right. It's not an eye beam, but it's but it's a beam. You know, so so it's kind of is an interesting mix of of them actually trying to balance on this you know on this beam and then jumping back and forth between between these CGI beams, and it's just like wow. Just cra- insanity, pure insanity. And then Damon just falls off and dies. Yeah. There's no nothing special, no big climactic moment. He horribly he, anticlimactic. He gives her some lip about the fact that she was a patient there, but it doesn't really matter. He just dies. He just falls yeah. and dies. It's really not good. <laughs> but, by the way, okay. So at that point, after Taven dies, Anthony shows up again. He's okay now. But it's crazy that, like, with the floor all having collapsed and them having to balance on beams and shit, that he just managed to catch up to what was going on. Oh yeah, <laughs> he just he went around that room. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, that, yeah, that was the room that 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 with fell. the bottomless he, fucking pit in it. Yeah, he walked around it. It makes sense. <laughs> uh, and uh, they they sort of work together to try to get out uh, of of the rest of the building, and they actually seem to find what is possibly a way out. And within this, Anthony gives his best line delivery. Uh, when you said what was his highest quality earlier, well, this is his best. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. We made it. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> he, he sounds he sounds like a little kid on Christmas morning who got, like, the present that, he, that he'd been asking for all year. It's like, an N64. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. <sighs> <laughs> By the oh, way, this movie's bad shit. By the way, Damon isn't dead yet. <laughs> he comes back. 
Of course. It was anticlimactic before, but they're going to give him a real ending. Uh, he just shows up. I don't know how, right? How, how, where do these characters go? Where do they come from? I have no idea. Um, so he talks and talks, and it's awful. Yep. And Claire and uh, Damon have a fight. Oh, that's right. Right? Ugh. And he he's pushing her. I don't understand how how this ended up happening. He he pushes her back, um, to, so that he can like jump on her to mm-hmm. like sort of kill her. Uh, she grabs a piece of rebar. Oh, and he and, jumps onto the rebar. Yeah, and, and she holds himself. it up, a la you know, uh, uh, you know, Lance style, and uh, and he basically impales himself on the rebar. Now, my favorite part about this whole thing is when she pulls when she pulls herself out from underneath him. She does not have a drop of blood on her. She is clean. Yeah. She should be covered. Yeah, you would think. Head yeah, to toe. So so Damon technically kills himself by jumping he on He does technically kill himself. Uh, why wasn't Anthony able to help while this was going on? Was he unconscious or something? No, no. This, this I, I made a mistake before. This is actually the scene where he gets sliced up. So he was... Um, oh, that's right. He fights Damon first and gets sliced up. That's right. Yeah, he gets sliced up first. And, uh, yeah, so after she she kills him, uh, Damon, that is, um, she's uh, sort of crawling away. And then he shows up again and she grabs her leg her. and scares her. It's like a fake And then out. for some reason they kiss. They kiss even though they haven't had any romantic. There's been no romantic overtones to their to their story it's whatsoever. a kiss of relief i suppose sure and then yeah. they, they they have a, a piece of daylight like like there's a hole in the wall they can see what appears to be daylight it's a big orange light kind of flashing on them they reach out to it and the film ends thank god it's a it is not good what happens in this movie <laughs> no <sighs> yeah so yeah this movie sucks mm-hmm yeah, not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. I mean, the fact is, if it had been played at least uh, with a tongue slightly in cheek, it would have been a lot easier to take. But since and it would have, and, and if it had been, if it had been played tongue firmly in cheek, yeah. it would have been a lot better. Yeah, but since it it doesn't do that, uh, it it feels uh, it's irritating. It's irritating to watch because you see characters say things that people would never say and act in ways that people would never act, uh, yep. and you're supposed to take them seriously, but. We know from having a lot of experience with micro-budget films that, you know, if it's bad acting, you can get away with that as long as you have engaging and interesting things happening. But the fact is, this is literally at least an hour of people just crawling around and talking. And that's all literally it is. Literally crawling around. You know, yeah. and, and in order to make that interesting, the dialogue has to be great or the acting has to be really great or both of those have to at least be good. But it's awful writing and it's terrible acting. Well, no, no. There's one other option is that all of that can be laughably bad. Yes. Well, I mean, they are kind of laughably bad. It's no. just that it's just that because you know, there's only so much laughable dialogue and bad performances that can only entertain you so far when it's just people crawling. Yeah, no, I mean, they're they're laughably entertaining when you when you cut snippets out and do it like we're doing now. Yeah, I mean, we're 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 making it seem a lot more interesting and a lot more funny than it actually is. Like we cut out all the funny bits. (laughs) But I mean, when when you when you look at it, I mean, that's really only five minutes of bad line line readings. You know, it's not, you know, 
I mean, no, no. I mean, like there, there's stuff, I mean, like not, not to bring it up again, but I mean, but when you look at stuff like terror tunes where like, I mean, at least, at least the, at least some of those performances are laughably bad. I mean, right. they're, they're funny, you know, right. they're, they're suppo- they're, and it's, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, cartoonish and comical. So you can get away with a lot more with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know what what Dave was going for with uh, with this one, but uh, you know, it just it just it just failed on so many levels. Yeah, I was un, I was I was displeased with it. I was very yeah, me too. Boo! I, I was openly displeased about this. <laughs> yeah, you made your feelings very clear. I was. I did not pull any punches. While I was watching this, <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and, and I mean, and, and look, it, like, and, I, and does that mean that I'm no longer a fan of Dave Wescovich's work? No, I, I still, you know, I still love Suburban Sasquatch. I still think it's one of the best movies we've, we've watched so far. This, on the other hand, I would rank as one of the worst we've mm-hmm. watched so far. Well, I would rank this top three or top four worst we've, we've we've seen so far it's up there it's it's a rough movie i am i'm still it's, interested in seeing infinity's lock uh sure sure i, I will i will continue to watch other dave Wescovich films i mean because he did did he he did zombie zombies by design right right and i watched that and i thought that was enjoyable i thought sure. it was i mean it wasn't great but it wasn't but it was way better than this mm-hmm I mean, well, of course, that's that's all for the amazing acting skills of David Sitbon, though. <laughs> he was really enjoyable in that. <laughs> I gotta, friend of I the show, say. friend of the show, David Sitbon, and we should mention actually, uh, if, for those who uh, want to sit through the closing credits, there's not anything of note. There isn't a great theme song like um, like S- Suburban Sasquatch had. Can we hear that, by the way? Uh, yeah, we absolutely can. We are a people of spirit. We are. <laughs> oh my! Well, there isn't anything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I trust me. I trust But friend of the show, I love, I love that friend of the show, David Sitban was actually uh, involved. Uh, Closely with this production. Of <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny when you're reading the credits, like when you see what he did. It's like set construction. It's like, I mean, what did he do? Did he did he he hold up the piece of uh, uh, of sheetrock while they banged through it? I mean, I mean, he, his name appears quite a few times, so uh, it'll be interesting to hear from him. Well, he's of, done a lot of work with. Yeah, with absolutely. Dave, uh, uh, and 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 hopefully he won't be too upset <laughs> about our feelings on this film. But uh, no, no, I don't think I don't think he will at all. I hope not. Uh, no, he's got it. He's no. He's got it. He he's cool about that stuff. He understands. I hope <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, exactly. He'll tell us as soon as he hears this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can't. Uh, we can't give a recommendation to uh, Malevolent Ascent. There's really nothing of note that is really positive in it. It's uh, no, I, yeah. I it can't. probably sounds some of the moments that we mentioned, like the uh, the fight on the uh, the I beam and the falling into the pit of water, which then falls into a pit of fire. <laughs> that probably <laughs> and that, does, that doesn't go out. <laughs> the, those are, are moments that are few and far between. No, you know what you should do, Doug, or I'll do it if you want. Um, <laughs> but you could probably pull, you could probably do this faster than me. Uh, is pull up that scene of them on the I beam and just post a. Uh, a screen grab 
to our, yeah. to our you know what that uh, we'll definitely do that in yeah. fact I might even do a little uh, animated gif sequence of it so people can see what it looks well, like well that's why that's why I shot it over to you for that one because I knew that you'd probably do that <laughs> yay yay <laughs> animated gifs misplaced effort <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my life <laughs> So that's oh, that is, we can safely and comfortably put malevolent descent behind us. But you want to talk about not misplaced effort, though? Is I did, uh, I I did a uh, 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 an actor reel for David Sipon, and it came out awesome. It did, and, and yeah, and I think I think he's actually booked work because of it. Uh, since then, I hope and I hope it gets him a lot of work because I want I want to see him in more stuff. I think him and Dave Wescovich is a great combination. You know you're pronouncing his name wrong at this point. I don't care. <laughs> I got in so much trouble for my mispronunciation. I just want to be careful. That's all. Wescovich, uh, I'm pretty sure that's se- right. Se- send send all hate mail to me. That's fine. That's fine. You know, tell tell me I'm pronouncing it wrong. Uh, you know, uh, uh, tell me the right way to pronounce it, and I'll and I'll consider pronouncing it right. All Otherwise, right. I'm just going to cough or pronounce it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mo. Yes. We have a little bit of housekeeping to do uh, before Uh we announce what the next film is going to be. And we haven't talked about it once again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we uh, do that, uh, let's talk to... uh, Let's talk to... What am I saying? I'm just getting over a cold, people. You're Uh, out of your mind. I know. If people are listening and they want to yell at you because of your awful mispronunciation... If people are listening... And they want to yell at you for your horrible <laughs> mispronunciation of Dave Waskovich's name. How would they go about doing that? <laughs> well, if they want to yell at me, mm-hmm. uh, if they want to yell at me, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, if, they, if, they, if anybody wants to contact, I'm so easy to get in touch with. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, they can contact uh, either of us on Facebook, probably the easiest way at this point, um, at our group which is facebook.com slash groups slash no budget nightmares, one word. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a fan page that they that they can get involved in for people who don't want to actually actively come like take us. Part. Yeah, just come and like us. I mean we our our likes were steadily growing until we until we did the uh group uh the group page and now that's steadily growing and people don't seem to care about the uh the fan page anymore. But that's Facebook.com slash no budget nightmares. And I do post uh, the No Budget Nightmares articles from Daily Grindhouse and interviews over there as well. But, I mean, the gr- great thing about the group is that you can just talk about micro-budget filmmaking. Exactly. Lo- right? There's a lot of like, – just... like I always say, I don't, I don't get involved in the conversations a lot, but I always love going over there and reading them. Absolutely. And, and uh, of course, we just posted uh, one of the trailers for Todd Sheets' latest House of the yes! over there. So oh, should... my God. How exciting is that, man? It's, it's very exciting. Like, like when they showed the George Hardy, you know, the don't piss on hospitality line in there, I'm like, I mean, that, that's, that's a really fucking corny reference, but fucking a, was I, did that make me so much more excited to, to, to see that movie? Oof. It looks, it looks like it's going to be something else. I'm, that is yeah. going to be the event movie of fucking 2013. <laughs> so, uh, if, um. If instead of checking us out on Facebook, they wanted to check us out on Twitter, how would they go about doing that? Well, they can find me. I mean, I've been posting more, but but not crazy. Um, I'm at drunk on VHS, and you are at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T I L L E Y. 
<laughs> um, and of course, uh, they can email us, which nobody ever really does anymore, but they can email us uh, or ever really did <laughs> at, uh, at, um, <laughs> what's our email? Now, how bad is that? Uh, bad. no budget, no budget nightmares, DG as in daily grindhouse at gmail.com. One more time. No budget nightmares, DG at gmail.com. And, you know, if you're listening and you are enjoying this somehow, or maybe you've enjoyed episodes in the past, why don't you head over to iTunes and give us a review? We'd really appreciate that. It uh, it helps us, it warms our heart, and it uh, warms our cockles. And if you don't like iTunes, you can go over to our Podomatic page, uh, which is where we host the the show uh, and and subscribe, subscribe. Through, the, through the RSS from there. I mean, there's a million and one ways to get, you know, to, to listen to us or to whatever. I mean, tell your friends. <laughs> Tell everybody, please Tell everybody. shout it from the rooftops. But shout this, it from this, the motherfucking rooftops. It's a very niche show that we're doing here, so we want people to no listen. Idea. No uh, idea. Mo, have you seen any films lately that you'd like to recommend to people or not? Um, I've seen some films lately that I would like to not recommend to people. Oh boy! <laughs> I watched I watched this movie called Gangland. Hmm. Um, not too long ago, maybe it was about four days back. Um, as of recording, I should say. And the thing that was great about Gangland is that it features, um, as the main villain, the guy who plays the main villain from Cyborg, basically playing the exact same character, <laughs> just older and uglier. And um, <laughs> and on the front of the box, it pictures Ice-T and Coolio, ba- basically letting you know that these are the main characters in the film. They are in the movie for the first four and a half minutes and then immediately get killed off. But those four and a half minutes are easily the best four and a half minutes of the film because Ice-T feels up a dead chick's tits. (laughs) (laughs) It is ridiculous. You telling Um, me this guy gets off on little girls with pigtails? (laughs) You on the download, dude. Um... So that's so that was awful. Let's see what what else did I watch? Tim Thomerson is in that. Tim, huh? Tim Thomerson. Yeah, yeah, him and Sasha Mitchell. Um, it's actually that I'm just looking at the IMDb profile. Uh, it was written by David DeFalco, and for some reason, you know how when you've clicked a link before, <laughs> I was like, who is David DeFalco, and why have I clicked his name before? He uh, he directed um, just a couple of years ago the movie Wrong Side of Town, and uh, I saw someone else talk about that a couple of days ago. That's the film that has uh, that stars Rob Van Dam, the wrestler. Nice. <laughs> so uh, we, we got to check that out. Um. Let's see. Then moving on to uh, good films, I watched uh, Her Master's Voice. Oh, right. Uh, that documentary about Nina Conti um, and her trip to uh, uh, to like the, what's it called? Vent Haven, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of like a museum where, where uh, the, the puppets of dead ventriloquists <laughs> kind of go to be displayed, like at their final like resting place. Um, it's... Uh, interesting and uh, a little disturbing and it's and it's a it's a fun sort of look i i read a review about it that described it as a mockumentary but i didn't find it as a i didn't find like i didn't see it as a mockumentary so maybe i'm just not seeing something right but sure. to me it definitely seemed like like an actual <laughs> movie um <laughs> uh, but i loved it i thought it was great really really brilliant a little they short but they profiled great. it recently on the av club and and uh and they they 
raved about it a little, uh, and it certainly sounded really interesting, so I'm really looking forward to checking that out as well. Mm. Have you not seen the Evil Dead remake yet? Why would I ever watch that? I'm just asking you a question. No, no, no. I'm, I am not going to watch that. Um, I do get a bit of uh, smug satisfaction from uh, from all of the mediocre reviews that it's getting. Um, you know, because like, it, like, it, 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 I like what's really pissing me off is that we we're, we're getting people. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody out there knows this or not, because but anybody who follows my other show uh, knows that I am not a fan of remakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, yes, there have been a couple of remakes, and if people toss that fucking the 1980 whatever thing the, the in thing, my face yeah. again i'm gonna fucking punch them because if that's the, because l- let's put it this way the last good remake came out in the 80s okay so so you're so you're still wrong um but uh but yeah remakes are unnecessary uh they are ca- cash grabs by default essentially and i don't care how true to the original they're trying to be um, they're more often than not just pure bullshit, and uh, and and the 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 Evil Dead remake just struck me from from go, you know that it just seemed like a bullshit cash grab joke, and uh, and hearing pe- you know and basically I'm I mean I'm seeing a lot of like Evil Dead fan you know like uh fucking nerds. Uh, <laughs> go go off about how much they fucking love it, but when you listen to an you know the normal like overall movie fan, uh, most of them say yeah it's pretty it's pretty mediocre. I think I think uh, I recorded last night with Mike Merriman from uh, Evil Episodes and uh, and and actually we had a roundtable with a few other contributors as well that should be appearing probably even before this episode was that drops. for an episode of Evil Episodes? No, it's it was actually a special. Uh, kind of a sidecast. Another sidecast? It's just a one-off in this case. Oh, okay. For, specifically for our reaction to The Evil Dead, because I saw it this weekend. Uh, uh-huh. And even the people who loved it, or really liked it, I should say, th- there was a, kind of an agreement that, you know, that it's it's just... <laughs> mediocre is really the word to use. Yeah. Be, that said... Uh, I still think people should see it, but whether you want to financially contribute to something which you think you know that that it shouldn't exist in the first place. That's a decision you can make on your own. Yeah. Um, it, obviously, it was very successful over the weekend, so uh, something more is going to come of it. And there are moments in it. Uh, I'll tell you what; it doesn't spoil the legacy of the Evil Dead in any way. It's a whole different story. And in fact, one of the things I said on the episode was, I don't. I'm not one of the people who subscribe to the fact that Evil Dead Two is a remake of Evil Dead. I mean, like the first 20 minutes are, but then they go on to something entirely a, different. Yeah, exactly. But Evil Dead Two is more of a remake of the Evil Dead than this is because it doesn't take. You know, there's almost no incidents that cross over. There are no characters or character names that are the same. Mm-hmm. The whole plot is entirely different. It really is just another story that's told in that world. And I actually think that that was a good idea because it means it doesn't have to invite all those comparisons. But the fact but if is, that's but if that's the case, then why not just call it something different? Well, that's that's the question. I mean, there's there's enough of the iconography that you wouldn't suspect you you wouldn't mistake this for not a movie that's trying to be the Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's not as damaging as as someone might think uh, going into. Well, I don't it. necessarily think it's damaging. My biggest complaint with it is that it's unnecessary. Unnecessary is exactly right. I know yeah. John Cross is losing his shit over it a little bit. Uh, not, not so much anymore. He was for the first <laughs> couple of days. But I mean, but like I have like um, 
Uh, I, I, I would, I don't know if she's a, a mutual friend of ours or not, but, uh, Heather, do you know Heather from, uh, the viewer discretion advised? No. Okay. Well, Heather is great chick. You know, I, 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 I like her a lot as, you know, as a movie fan, but she is insane when it comes to evil dead. And, um, you know, and, and basically she did like, like an evil dead week, you know, where every day she posted a new article about like either the old evil dead movies or the new evil dead movie. And, uh, she's posted like multiple, (laughs) multiple reviews for the new film. Sure. And she, and she's been basically being like a, um, uh, mouthpiece, you know, for people to go out and watch the new one, because, uh, if you watch the new one, then, then there, then I don't know. I, I don't know if it's Sam Raimi or whomever. One of them is going on about how, like, if this one's financially successful, then there's the possibility of them making the, the, re, uh, <laughs> resident evil. Listen to me. Uh, <laughs> e- evil, evil dead four. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, you know, like, he, he's been saying army of darkness too, but yes, I mean, obviously the same thing, the same the, idea, but the, I mean, the thing is the, it's weird. I and think- then they're talking about, then they're talking about the two of the, the two series crossing over in the seventh film. <laughs> Here's the thing. You're never going to see army of darkness too, especially at this point. However, of course I do, not. I mean, there, there is, uh, there's an Easter egg at the end of the remake of the evil dead, which <laughs> plays with the continuity a little bit. I do think there's a possibility that when they make the inevitable sequel to this remake, that they're going to bring in the characters and maybe cross over a little bit more. That said, um, I felt like, uh, you know, Sam Raimi, you know, accidentally slipping and saying that he's going to be making this movie or let's leave the option open. That was just a way to gain publicity for the opening. Of course it of was. He's been they, doing, he's been yeah. doing that for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. That said, th- this has reignited the property in a way that they're going to have to make a sequel to it. They've already started writing it. So who knows what's going to come of that. And if you love the property and you're like, well, I want to see more of it in any form, then you should be happy because you're going to get more of it. However, you're going to be getting it in this form. You're not going to be getting yeah. it in the form that you fell in love with. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the biggest issue with me for me <laughs> as it stands is I don't want to see this, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like I want to see more of the adventures of Ash and, you know, and his, and his nonsense. I don't give a shit about any of these new characters. They're, they're new characters. You know, they, 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 they do not interest me, but, but not so much in like, the, I'm not trying to be like a, uh, like a, like a troglodyte or anything. And I'm not trying to be, you know, like an asshole. I just, I just simply have no interest in, in remakes or reimaginings or reboots or revisionings or whatever, uh, of, of intellectual property. I'd mm-hmm. rather, I'd rather see like, I, you know, and of course the big argument that I always get now, whenever I say shit like that is, well, th- you know, I always get some asshole saying, well, you know, there, there are no, <laughs> you know, there are no original stories to tell anymore. And like, I don't care about original <laughs> stories. I, I care about original titles, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want like a buddy of mine said, well, what, what if they take all of the bad movies of the last like 30 or 40 years and remake those? Like, you can't do that because there's already a stigma attached to those names that, that they're not going to make any money because the first one did such a bad job, you know, what they should do is take those ideas and make new movies about them. Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, the fact is, I mean, I, 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 my feelings on remakes are very similar to your own. I mean, I, 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 
hate. We're this. preaching to the choir here. I think I, I, I think most I think most people out there feel this pretty uh, along the same lines as we do on this. Yeah, I mean, I hate the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from 2003. I hate the Dawn of the Dead remake. I hate. Uh, I love I, the first five minutes of the Dawn of the Dead remake. I most people do. Um, yeah. I, I, in fact, I talked about this on the podcast with Mike Merriman. You can always, you can listen to me go on a rant about how much I hate Let Me In. But, uh, so go over there if you want to hear that. But yeah, no, I think we're of similar minds. I didn't love The Evil Dead. I found it, I found that it was important, uh, for me to see it, uh, because this, you know, Army of Darkness came out when I was 12. This is the first Evil Dead film I've had a chance to see upon release. But, mm. uh, you're not going to leave that film thinking, oh, I saw more of that thing I loved. This is something entirely different. Yeah, uh, although it is kind of odd when when you look back on it, you really did love the uh, the all black cast version of Death at a Funeral. <laughs> I, I I can't say that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did love the fact that they that they cast Peter Dinklage to play the same character, same character. I mean, I I I didn't really love the original Death at a Funeral, so I wasn't. I love I love the first one. <laughs> I, I know you did, Mo. I know you did, Mo. Let's talk about what film we're going to cover next on No Budget Nightmares. I'm assuming while we were having this conversation, you were looking up the list. Indeed, I was. All right, so so hit me with something, and I'll... Uh... I think that we should, uh, since we, since it was my fault that we it ended up watching fault. something that, that was not that great, uh, maybe even fucking horrible, that we should go with something that's a little bit more classic and a little bit more of a spot-on one that we know we should be able to enjoy, and I'm going to recommend that we watch 1987's Necromantique. Ooh. Is that how you pronounce it? Necromantique? Is it not necromantic, maybe? Actually, that makes I, a lot I, more I, sense. I was going to say, it's got to be necromantic, necromantic. eh? <clears throat> Sorry, I have a cold. <laughs> uh, I'll, for, I'll forgive you of it's your German. cold. It's German. Necromantique. Uh, necromantic, yes. Necromantic is... Yeah, like, ne- yeah that's that's cool. Uh, why, why not? I'm a fan of Jorg's work. Jorg Butgerite? Is that how you pronounce his last name? I, I, that's why I just said Jorg, because I know but, how to pronounce Butgerite. that. Butgerite. I, I took German in university, so I should be able to figure this out. <laughs> what, my, what? Jill is looking at me like I'm insane. She'd be able to figure it out. She's mostly German. <laughs> Was ist das name? <laughs> what is that name? Um, yeah, that's, that's name cool. is good. I could totally, I could totally do that. And the best part about that is that it's not in English, I believe. Yeah, he's German. She's giving us a. But all right, that sounded right. But it sounds like it's, it sounds like uh, like an unfortunate incident that happens to your ass. Yeah, uh, necromantic. Uh, will be featured next time. It's a, obviously an infamous film, uh, and one. It that... is, in fact, an infamous film. Yeah, I've I've seen it before. I I I actually kind of enjoy it, but I it is a fucking disturbing. Yeah, fun. I kind I, of... I like it a lot too. So I'm yeah. I'm interested in in revisiting it for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, I was gonna say it's been maybe twenty years for me. Weird, weird indeed. So for people who uh, who might have been uh, put off. By their experience, uh, prepare to be more put off. <laughs> prepare to be more put off by. Uh, and if you're wondering why we're saying that, maybe you should look up a plot summary of Necromantic <laughs> <laughs> and realize what we're about to start talking about next time. There are no limits. We are the no yeah, limits. Look, look up, look up the song Code Blue. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> all right. And with that, let's never speak of this again. I know, right? <laughs> all right. I think we're done here. <laughs> all right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Good night, folks.
What a weird fucking conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. All right. <laughs>